Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. She will be along shortly. And uh, tonight is March Madness, and we are going to start up this, I guess, this this episode. <laughs> and uh, we're doing it. What's that? Our March Madness annual tradition. Well, it's, in, it's new this time around, because, like, what I did... You made some good sense the last time I spoke to you. Me? That, yeah. Yeah. You know, every now and then you, you make some good sense. I like to think so. Well, you said that, you know, when we do it randomly, the, the problem is, is like some of the big hitters can get knocked themselves out and everything. So I decided to make brackets. And so the movies that I have going up against each other are kind of close to each other like they have they share kind of similar attributes and um but i think they're good movies too there's a couple of ones that you're probably not going to like in there but i would say they're all pretty good movies and as far as criteria it's comic book movies but there's some in there that are based on superheroes i don't think were comic books but I threw them in there anyway because I like those movies. But I would say they're all really good movies. I think again, Jack might have an issue with one or two of them, and maybe <laughs> Fedro. Let me guess. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> on there. <laughs> Watchmen. But I have a I have a very good movie that it's going up against, and it's going to kind of put you into a uh, a quagmire. You know, a I mean, quagmire. Yeah, you're not going to know. Be breaking out the SAT words tonight. Yeah, you're not going to know which one you should vote for, I would say. I'll be a maelstrom of melancholy. Yeah, but it should be fun. I, and as far as criteria, it, it's kind of tough because there's so many good movies. And, you know, like you can have one movie that's a really good movie, and then you have can have one movie that's a really good action movie. I, we're just going to have to pick them. You know, it's like, I, I don't think that there should be any limited criteria. If if you prefer one movie over the other, that's the one you choose. How about that? Uh, that's how it should be. Yeah. But anyway, um, since Fred is running a little late, um, Jack has seen a movie recently that I'm very curious about because I hadn't seen it. I was thinking about seeing it and I just didn't see it. So tell us, Jack, what did you see? Okay. Uh, over the weekend, um, I was kind of outvoted and ended up going to see Argyle. <laughs> you were outvoted? You didn't even want to go see it? Well, I was kind of on the fence about it. And I was, I would have much rather bought my tickets to see Dune, <laughs> either. Oh, I today that. or tomorrow night. Um, but the two of them, you know, my wife and son wanted to go to movies. So we picked Argyle. That was the closest thing we could agree on. Um, and I like Bryce Dallas Howard. I know she's not a favorite of yours, Joe. No. But I, I like her. I think she's, I think she's a pretty good actress. I think she's a very good director because uh, the few things I've seen her direct um you're wrong on both counts no i think i think the episodes of the mandalorian she did were two of the better ones. i don't believe she did it i think that basically they were helping her the whole time i'm sorry she's only got any work whatsoever she's a nepo baby because of her father ron howard 
and everybody tries to kiss his ass and like, oh yeah, we'll have her in our movie. And I saw her recently. Sorry, I'm I'm ranting here. Here, here, here I've set him off. I, I saw her recently, like saying that I had to fight tooth and nail to get my first role in Hollywood. Shut the hell up, you liar! There's no way in hell. Oh, okay. So anyway, I went okay. to the movies, and I like her, even though Joe doesn't. So, um, oh, what's the movie about? Well, the movie was about, um, she is, she starts off as she is a novelist and she writes these spy ventures and, uh, it comes out throughout the movie that, um, these stories that she's writing, you know, are coming true because they're based on actual cases that she's been exposed to, but doesn't remember. And as a result, you know, the shadowy organization trying to take over the world uh, in her novels is actually real. And they want to get her because they want to get to the source of the this information that is residing in her. Uh, along the way, she comes she comes across the good guys who are trying to protect her, but you don't know who is truly good, who is truly bad. Um, not in a not in a super suspenseful way, but kind of in that uh, comedy adventure sort of way. Um, it was pretty fun. Up until about the last quarter of the movie, it fell apart. Really? Um, yeah, it kind it kind of went a little bit too silly. Uh, it was directed by Michael Vaughn, who did The Kingsman. Uh, was it Matthew Vaughn? Matt? Uh, no, I think Michael or Matthew, whichever one. Well, it was directed by the Kingsman guy. Yeah, that's why. I and to see the end scene really had all of his fingerprints all over it. They're like, I've kind of seen this before. Now, I didn't realize it was him until that point. Um, but like the fight choreography throughout the movie looked pretty good. It just got very silly towards the end. And it kind of, um, that silliness kind of hurt the overall movie. Um, and of course, you know, you have uh, Henry Cavill in there and John Cena are the two super spies that team up in her books, you know, and they keep appearing within the real world to her. Like she sees something and it flips to them doing the action and then it goes back to the real world. Um, I don't want to spoil it, uh, but, you know, like I said, it's very much in the style of the Kingsman's movies, except, like I said, it fell apart at the last act of the movie. Um, I would have spoiled it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. I don't like... You You love spoiling movies. No, I'm saying I, I would have spoiled it, but that's okay if you don't spoil it. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, was it fun? Uh, it was fun, but it got, like, eye-rollingly fun towards the end. Um, 
Well, it's it's gotten a lot of credit, Kate, and I think even the fans were not a hundred percent crazy about it too. I you see, I don't think this is the type of movie that deserves hate, like you said, critic hate or fan hate. Um, it's the first movie of its if it's going to be a franchise, if it's going to be a series. It's the first movie. How much hate can you garner for something that just came out and is just starting? Um, Does uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character die at the end? No. Then I don't want another one. <laughs> Sorry. You know, but they do. They do lead off where it could go into into a series along the lines of the Kingsman. In fact, that's a big not so uh what am i saying not so big a secret ending in the end credit scene um because it go shows this end credit scene almost as if they're setting up to start doing uh the series of books that she was writing through in the movie how you is that here's the secret agent just starting out in his career who's named argyle how was Henry Cavill in it? Uh, Henry Cavill plays the super cool, calm spy. Uh, a little bit colder than James Bond. You know, James Bond like kind of shows a little bit more emotion than Henry Cavill as that super secret agent stereotype. Um, and John Cena is um, kind of typical, typical John Cena. John Cena is really John Cena. Mm -hmm. um, he's there and he's a little bit of the foil where to Henry Cavill, where he's kind of like his partner, but, you know, he's a lot more relaxed and kind of makes fun of Henry Cavill a little for being so uptight. Um, but like I said, it was a fun movie. Was a great movie, not by any extreme. Was it a fun movie to uh, kill a night if you just feel like going out and watching a movie? Sure, why not? Not not going to win any Oscars, but you know what? I put down my nine bucks, saw the movie, and it was a fun couple hours. So, like I said, don't listen to so much hate because honestly this movie there really wasn't anything to get riled up about or feel that strongly over that they you know ruined the source material or oh that's not that's not the way it would should be and they should have done this and just go see the movie and enjoy yourself so anyway that's my review i would give it maybe a seven out of ten no, oh, that's better than I thought from what you were saying. Yeah, like I said, up until the last, up until she puts on the yellow dress, the movie was much more enjoyable. That's all I'll say. Okay. So um, I'll probably just wait for it to come out on digital. I, I don't think I'm going to go waste nine bucks to go see it in the theaters. No, like I said, I mean... I, I can't see this movie being one that people really go out of their way for to watch. And um, 
Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, the spy she's teamed up with is Sam, uh, Sam Rockwell. Rock Rockwell. Rockwell? Yeah. Uh, he's he's fun to watch. He's always good. He's fun to watch. Samuel Jackson, uh, Jackson shows up at one point. Brian Cranston shows up. Um, John Cena. Well, John Cena's there. Uh, Catherine, Catherine O'Hare? Is that the mom from Home Alone? Oh, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Um, she plays a role in it, too. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who just sort of show up at yeah. different points in it. So, Well, you know, I'll check it out when it comes out. Yeah, like it's I said, if, if it's on, it's a good Saturday movie. Saturday afternoon movie to put on TV while you're doing something else. All right. Hey, Fedra. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm okay. How are you guys? Pretty good. We started, you know. Um, okay. But uh, hope everything's going well, you know, okay with your friend and all that. I can't really relay it on the recorded line. Oh, okay. We could We could talk about it afterward. Okay. Out of respect to them. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, she's all right. Somewhat. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we were just, uh, Jack was reviewing Argyle, and uh, I was just going to say really quick, um, today James Gunn showed us, a, he posted something on uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and we showed, saw the first official logo or glimpse of Superman's suit. And he's changing the name from Superman Legacy to Superman, which I think is a good idea. I'm kind of glad about that, too. Yeah, I, I didn't like the name of Legacy. I thought that was a stupid name, you know. But it better be good. I mean, if you're going to name the movie Superman, you're not going to have another movie called Superman, you know. So you better. I, I hope it's really good. I mean, we didn't see much of it. The colors are, are brighter. I think the blue looks pretty good. But I guess we'll find out maybe in a couple of weeks or maybe months. But I'm looking forward to seeing the costume. Ta -da. You said you didn't really like the S. Can you can you explain why? Because it doesn't look like an S. Well, it doesn't look like a traditional Superman S. It's mm -hmm. like Jack will say. It looks like. It's it a very modern stylized type s where uh the diagonal slash of the s is very thick and square looking uh but the two upper and lower arms of the s uh look especially thin in this design okay so you like i said it's more you, you don't get the real superman s even though the size of it i think is perfect yeah you know like the uh Brandon Ruth S was very small on the chest. Yeah, I hated no, that. No, this is a big ass S. Just, <laughs> just like Superman should have. That should be like a billboard, like, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm for big S's too. This red and yellow flying at you at the speed of light, you know. Um, that's how it should look like. You, you know, somebody's running down the street, they run into something, they look. And they see the red and yellow, and it's like, oh man, we're screwed now, you know. Like Brandon it's Roth, right he, size S. 
and the colors are bright. It's just the style of the S is kind of maybe a little bit too modern looking. Well, it's it's the Kingdom Come S. Right. And that's like basically Superman in the distant future. But know? that's red and black. At least this is right, red yeah. and yellow. Yeah. And again, like when I first saw Brandon Roth in the Superman costume, I was so pissed off. First of all, he, he had a leather cape, you know, which looked weird. And it wasn't red. It was kind of like cranberry or maroon or something like that. And that S was so small. They might as well just have put it on one of his right breasts, like as like a, something like a flight attendant would wear. And then his neck was too high. I hate that costume. Hate it with a passion. And his shorts were too tight. You know, they were too small. It's like you might as well not even put him on them. That's what you get for Brian Singer designing a costume. But anyway, they, I, I think this costume would be better. I, I do hope maybe they won't do it, though. I wish they do change the S a little bit. But anyway, uh, exciting. You know, again, it's exciting. They, they started principal photography of Superman. So that's pretty cool. All right. So let's 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 just get into it. Let's get into March Madness. And I was saying, Fedra, this year it's going to be the favorite or the the best comic book movie. And as far as criteria, we're still not sure. I think we're just gonna pick the the ones that we like. And I don't know how far we, I my assumption is we're going to do sixteen tonight and then sixteen next week. Because that's usually And we agree. Well, the yeah. power of the veto is null and void this year. All right, yeah, I will not do a veto this time. You know, see, I'm being nice. Mm, okay. Let me just shrink you guys down to size for me so I can that's read this stuff. Concession for. Well, I hope we're not going to be here till four in the morning. <laughs> no, there's sixteen. <laughs> I hope not either. <laughs> no, even though there's 16 movies, they're just there's two movies going against each other at a time, so it's only it's eight slots basically. And uh, I, I think we we can do it. That's why I wonder if we're gonna we might even do more, but I don't know. All right, so let's go. I created the brackets. I think these are really good brackets. Uh, you guys may differ. This first one right out of the gate, it's going to be a tough one. But I, I think we've had this before, this discussion, because they're, they're very close. And a lot of these movies, Fedra, are very close. They're related to each other in ways. So here we go. Uh, so the first two combatants are going to be Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War. Wow, right off the bat. Right off the bat, really? Yes. One of them's got to go. Sorry. There's a lot of good movies in here. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I have an obvious winner. <laughs> Should I go first? Yeah. Infinity War. I, You know, though Endgame had a very cool ending, Infinity War was a much, I would say, better put together movie. And I enjoy it more. It's tough to, to beat that last battle scene in Endgame, but Infinity War is more consistent with their story. Uh, there's very little that I didn't like in Infinity War, other than the Hulk, you know, the Hulk being <laughs> limp. 
<laughs> as they'll say throughout the whole movie. So that's one vote for Infinity War. Okay. So I will cast a dissenting vote, of course, towards Endgame. And it is close in my head. But the same way as when Avengers came out, it was something we hadn't seen before. Um, I think Endgame this time wrapped up such a huge collection of storylines and plots and was able to take all those, give everyone a moment of characterization, a little bit of, you know, personal moments where no one was really left out, I think. I think they did such a good job on everybody got their own little bit or why they're in this movie. So they'd all be a little bit more than um, scenery. Um, that I think Endgame came off as a good cap to the experiment that was the MCU and that style of filmmaking. And while the drama is a bit heavier uh, in Infinity War, um, I have to say there's enough smaller moments in Endgame that I enjoyed during the time travel shenanigans um, that I think it nails the spot as the capper on the whole thing. For example, we got to see Tony Stark have that conversation with his dad. Oh, that was boring. Now, you see, you say boring. I say that's great characterization. We saw Thor down and out. Um, oh, fat Thor. Fat Thor. Oh, yeah. That, you know, coming across his mom that he, he, you know, he lost his mom and got a chance to go back and say goodbye. That's a huge, a huge emotional weight. Um, and they did it with Chris Helmsworth being, you know, as charm, goofingly charming, um, as we've known, as we've loved him as Thor. Um, my only cravat is I wish when he came back into all his Thorness power, at the end, I do wish we got to see him all of a sudden, you know, in all the grandeur that we'd seen him in mm -hmm. all the other movies. I wish all those extra pounds just sort of flipped off and became armor or something. Um, I would have loved to see him restored to what he was in the previous movies. Um, but like I said, I think Endgame, uh, it had moments of... Fan service, of course. Um, but you know what? Being in the theater with fans, watching those moments of fan service, I thought was adding to the experience uh, the same way as when Darth Vader picked up Palpatine at the end of Return of Jedi and threw him down the pit. You know, just the audience going nuts at those different moments. Yeah, but um, is, Re is Return of the Jedi your favorite movie? Your favorite Star Wars movie? It's number two. I mean, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, but... Um, Mine too. It's, it's just, like I said, the 
energy in those moments in movies in the theater is something I'll never forget. I mean, when I saw that in Return Jedi, um, it, there wasn't a bucket of popcorn left in the place because the popcorn just exploded into the air. Everybody went nuts. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> when when Captain America is standing there against Thanos' full army, you know, and even in the background, you see the sun being blocked out by clouds, you know, but then he gets the call, you know, on your left, and they all start coming back, and he finally says Avengers, and it's same thing. I'm in a theater. He goes, Avengers, and he's holding a hammer, and everybody in the theater is leaning forward going, say it, say it. And he goes, assemble, and the place went nuts again. Those are moments that creating those moments is what puts Endgame over the top of Infinity War for me, so. Fedra, this is now your decision. Yeah, Fedra, I don't want to. You can make the right decision with me, or you can make the wrong decision with him. Well, Fedra, I don't want to influence your vote <laughs> at all. But let me remind you of some things that went on during that movie. <laughs> let me remind you, I've been your friend for so many years. <laughs> 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 a new person on the in your life. First of all, we had that awful super chick scene, you know, that caused the mess that we have today. That was the origin of the mess, was because all those girls got together, high-fived during the battle, abandoned their male counterparts just to do some sports illustrated pose for the audience. And yes, people applauded at the time. But they were wrong and they regret not all people. Like I said, that was put in there. The little girls in the audience went nuts. They but, could have said, you know, Chris Evans could have paused the moment and said, ladies and gentlemen, the super Swift. And he would have the same reaction. <laughs> the little girls went nuts for that moment. And like I said, unlike you, I can't take that moment of sheer happiness away from. A bunch of little girls who sort of hero can. come on screen. I can if that means restoring the of course you can. To how it was, you know, and now it's just like and again, I love women, Fedra, you know, especially you. You know, I, I don't want you to think I don't like women or anything like that. But but look at the MCU what it is now. It's nothing but women, and it's just a mess. And then you got women directors, women writers, you know, women composers. It's a mess. It's just women everywhere. It's all just women everywhere. It's all because of that super chick scene, you know. All that's the cause of all of our problems. All right. What else you got? What else you got? (laughs) You are trying to swear to your side, right? Yeah. 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 What else you got? The time travel stuff. Was the women, they're leaving their houses. They're going out in the streets. I don't know what the hell's going on with this world. They're not making the sandwiches anymore. Yeah. I asked my mom for a sandwich. And she said, get it yourself. It's even affecting my mom at home. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, All right. So after that, the time machine. Time, yeah, the whole time travel thing took too long, and I thought it was kind of boring, and uh, I wouldn't have done time travel that way. Uh, also, Captain Marvel, she was just very arrogant, and Brie Larson, just on the press tour, was was very arrogant. And people started to dislike her because of her arrogance. Uh, let's see what else was there. 
it, it's enough, Fedra. And then when you think of Infinity, Infinity War, it's like what a movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like from beginning to end, there's barely any problems. It's just amazing. And Thanos was a more complex character in that movie than he was in Endgame. Endgame, he was just a one-shot villain. You know, like just like a not a one-shot, like a uh, typical run the mill villain where before yeah where where before he was just like i'm doing this but i'm doing it for the the good of the universe you know i'm trying to Mm. stop people from going hungry and all that but you're but in endgame you're seeing him before he's gone through that whatever but this isn't but yeah you have good thanos in one movie and you have crappy thanos in another movie anyway well famous character development took a huge Step backward. It did. I'll, I'll give you that, Mr. Hogarty. One last thing. One last thing. Good date, sir. And then Captain America turns his back, pulls down his pants, and moons the United States and stays in the past with a girl that he's probably known for a total of maybe a hundred hours. <laughs> and he gives the shield to Sam Wilson, who just can fly around and is now the new Captain America. I, I I just can't stand that ending. I'm sorry. That just ruined it for me. And then Loki. Loki. Loki was dead in the last movie. Now all of a sudden they bring him back and it's like, look, we got season one, season two of this whole TVA crap and all of this multiverse. Ta-da! You know, it's like, I don't need that either. You know? Anyway. Now, I don't, now I don't think you could bring that in. You have to let the film stand on the film not the abuse that the material got after the fact all right anyway fedra we're waiting on <laughs> bated breath <laughs> tell us what do you think so i really like endgame i really think it's it was it's very close between infinity and endgame and there's a lot of things i like in endgame but there's a few things that i don't so I do have to go with looking at how the story is relayed and the content of all the, the characters in it. So as much as I would have wanted to choose it, my instinct was to go with Infinity War. Yes. Oh. You oh. see, Jack, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's all, that's all I can say is that you are wrong and we are right and I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I think that there's you've there, broken my heart. It's like a hair of a difference. I mean, it's so close. Like don't let him bully you, Fedra. I'm not no, bullying her. Don't let him bully you. I mean, her. I completely disagree with him about the whole chick <laughs> chick moment. I think that was awesome. I, I really am glad that it was put in there for, you know, little girls and for women everywhere. Um I really I really like that scene. Is it cheesy? Yeah, but it's a superhero movie. It's the whole freaking point. So that's the only thing that I do, you know, highly disagree with Joe. But hey, we're all entitled to our opinion. Exactly. All right. I'm just glad you voted with me, Fedra. I won't rip you on what you just said. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. So the next bracket. So these are two pretty good movies. Superman the movie and Batman 89. Who wants to go first? Um, 
I guess you guys are always okay. like, I guess I should go first because I know what these are as, and I know who I'm voting for as it is. You guys think because you don't know about it. So for me, I like both the movies, but by far Superman, the movie is leagues above Batman 89. I mean, Batman 89, you know, is iconic, but it's not a perfect movie. Uh, Superman, the movie is almost perfect in ways. I would say the only thing that ruins it is some of the crappy special effects of him flying. But like when he's flying, when he's got, uh, you know, he's got ropes on him or strings looks fantastic, but some of the green screen doesn't necessarily work that well. But, uh, but as a movie, it's amazing. It's, it's probably, it deserves to be, I guess in the, um, what is it? Where do they put all those movies that they archive? Yeah, it deserves to be archived. I would say, yeah. I mean, just the first half of that movie was such a dramatic movie, and then it became a comic book movie after that. And then you again, you have Christopher Reeve's amazing performance as both Clark Kent and Superman, uh, and Richard and John Williams' score. My favorite <sighs> all-time piece of music. Yeah, that's that's a masterpiece. Richard Donner just did such a great job. Anyway, so that's my vote. I mean, you're not going to give any credit to Michael Keaton, seriously? No, I, I said I. No, he. It's iconic. It's I love him as Batman. Yeah. But it's tough to go against Superman. Jack Nicholson, really? He's good. No, he definitely not, was not good. enough. He's he's underrated, I would say, because a lot of people. They're like, well, he didn't win an Oscar. Heath Ledger won an Oscar. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar, you know. But Jack Nicholson's Joker was more authentic to the comics than those two. Yeah. I mean, I'm more of a Batman person, so I'm going to have to go with Batman. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh, surprising upset. I mean, yeah. I, I love Christopher Reeves, but I mean... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with my gut on on what, you know, I like, and Batman's okay. it. Falls down to Jack. You say Jack, just because. Oh, this is this is. You I'm see, not, this, I'm not gonna butter you it, up, Jack. Just know yeah, I love and, you. That's all. And, <laughs> and Jack, don't get revenge on me just because <laughs> I ragged on you. <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be no surprise. My vote. Um, my vote is absolutely for Superman, the movie. Uh, it was um, <laughs> back in the day. Um, like there were very few offerings of comic book movies, and to get something that still looks good today, uh, back in those days, was incredible. I mean, the tagline was "What you'll believe a man can fly." Mm -hmm. And we know it was done with harnesses and everything, but it just looked good. Um, the movie Superman was a bit corny. Um, just the way when he was Clark Kent and when he was Superman himself, Gene Hackman, and uh, Ned Beatty chewing the scenery pretty much in every scene. Um, Jackie Cooper as Perry White. 
I think the weakest part of that movie was Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, but as a whole, everything together made that movie terrific. And uh, like I said, the Superman theme is my favorite piece of music ever. So um, it's not a doubt. I got to go with Superman. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman uh, was just a bit too black. You know, I mean, I get Gotham is supposed to be a depressing place, but <laughs> why would anybody ever want to live there? I mean, just yeah. just walking down the street is going to want want you to make you pop a Xanax or something. Um, plus, not to mention, um, Batman doesn't move anything with the story around. He he's doing his thing, being weird in his mansion. The Joker shows up, does something. And then he jumps in the car and goes over and stops him. Doesn't catch him, but jumps in the car and goes over and stops him. And then he goes back to his house and does whatever brooding and whatever. And then the Joker comes out and does something else. So Batman jumps in the car, runs over to get him. Um, he just seems completely reactionary the whole time. At least in the uh, Christopher Nolan movies. We saw him go out, try to figure things out and put together the mystery. Um, the Batman uh, has its problems, but I enjoyed seeing him working the case, in quotes. Um, we didn't see that from the first Tim Burton Batman. We saw it a little bit more in the second one, Batman Returns. But um, like I said, I don't think it compared to two movies. Superman is just a more enjoyable movie to watch a just a better movie in general. So I got to go with Superman. Yes. Another one for me. <laughs> oh, I don't get cocky. You're going to hear that a lot tonight. Let me tell you, both of you guys have losses. I have zero losses and just nothing but wins right now. Not that I want, you know, I, I still love you guys. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know. Maybe there's something going on. <coughs> Stop the brackets. <coughs> you know, but. Anyway. Oh, now you don't like the brackets? <laughs> I'm not saying they're, they're, they're definitely already skewed. All right, whatever. All right, so the next one. Next one is the Dark Knight and the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Talk about skewing brackets. Well, I put them together because they're Batman movies. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dark Knight. I'm not going to go with the Lego. I've never seen it. Definitely not going to beat the Dark Knight. You see, this is, this, is, this is what I'm talking about, Fedra. Oh, please. <laughs> you know I love me some Lego Batman. Okay. Okay. Why? Because we got to see a fun Batman. Will Arnett is hysterical in that. Really? And I didn't know that. Huh. He, ha he has the Christian Bale Batman voice. No way. That doesn't get annoying after listening after listening to it for so long. But, you know. He did that pretty good. <laughs> thanks. But, I mean, it's just... Christian Bale, after a while, you, you just can't listen to him. Like, when's Batman got to stop talking because of his laryngitis? Okay. Will Arnett pulls that voice off, 
but he's saying crazy things like, no, Joker, you're wrong. You do not complete me. You know, hearing that voice saying these completely insane things, it's a lot of fun. So Lego Batman has its moments. However, you can't put anything Batman related against the Dark Knight. Mm. Now, um, where Joe says Superman falls into the perfect superhero movie, for me, I think the Dark Knight nails the perfect Batman movie in all regards. It is, yes. it hits everything correct about Batman. It has the action right. It has him acting intelligently and figuring things out correctly. He's got that in it. He's just got Bruce a Wayne. great supporting cast. Mm -hmm. uh, the costume is an improvement. Uh, not the best costume, but still, it, the costume yeah. is an improvement. Um, the, the Dark the dark Knight, if there was a Batman movie to dethrone Batman Lego, it would have to be The Dark Knight. So I guess I I don't. Oh, know. you've got three out of three for three. I oh. do have three out of three. Yeah. Um, no, I would say I wouldn't say that the Dark Knight is the perfect Batman movie. I think it's a great movie. That's the whole thing. But what makes it so good is that it would be a good movie even if Batman and the Joker weren't in it. And it's is basically they're they're using Batman and Joker in this movie, but I wouldn't say they're comic book accurate at all. Uh. Probably the Lego Batman movie, they're a little bit more comic book accurate. But my problem with the... Oh no, they're not. No. <laughs> no, no? They're not. <laughs> well you, but you do get to see Mariochi Mariochi Batman at least. Oh. I don't well, I just I hate Lego movies just because I don't know why people love Lego movies. Like even the Lego movie or when they do Star Wars lego movies and they do marvel lego things or whatever i i would rather just be animated i i don't mm. see the, the humor with using legos in you know a movie like batman i mean it was a good movie i will say i'm not a huge fan of will arnett as batman but it is a decent movie but yeah it can't hold a candle to the dark knight uh i would say the my biggest issue with the dark knight is uh Maggie Gyllenhaal, I don't think she was a good Rachel. I think they should have kept, uh, what was her name, Katie Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that, that she didn't come back. She probably regrets it because that was, again, probably one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And the character had much more to do in The Dark Knight than, it, than she did in Batman Begins. I think, I think there was a much beefier role in the second movie for uh, whoever played Rachel than it was in the first movie. And if you're going to replace Katie Holmes, get someone more attractive. And that was not the case. Sorry, ladies. I have to put my stamp of approval on there or disapproval. Anyway, so we're going to go with the Dark Knight. So you know what, guys? After... 
just a couple of these. I think we're only going to do 16. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so this will be round one. Okay, so but we're up to we're halfway done now after this one. Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Oh. I might lose this one. You may. You might, yeah. Uh ladies first, let's go. Okay, just because it is it is, you know, late at night, Spider Man two does have Toby Maguire, right? Yeah. I'm right, right? Okay. But Homecoming was really dynamic. Had really nice uh, plot twists. Okay, this is one of those moments I wish I knew what you were thinking, Jack. <laughs> I mean, it's not chess. <laughs> I mean... I know what Jack is thinking. I just because I I know him and we've had this discussion before. And he's I mean, wrong. if I'm gonna if if I have the option to play it right now, like what am I gonna watch? Am I gonna watch Superman, a Spider Man two, or Homecoming? I might do Homecoming. All right. So I wasn't go. like. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going my gut. Okay, Jack. I am what, as well as you know, I'm going to go with Homecoming. Um, right. Toby McGuire touches on what we were saying about Batman and Superman. The original Spider-Man movies by Sony, when those came out, those were the best we had. Things have developed special effect wise, storytelling wise, kind of pretty much storytelling uh, was still excellent in Spider Man 2. Um, <clears throat> and Tobey Maguire is fun to watch. He brings a certain earnestness to uh, Peter Parker. But overall, I like Homecoming. And not only is it Tobey Maguire and Hot Aunt May, but um, it's Keaton's performance as the Vulture, which is underrated, I think. I mean, because we see him, he's playing the Vulture and everything, and it's like, okay, you, you almost kind of get his motivation, you know, that he got screwed over, lost his company and everything because it was taken away from him and given to damage control. <clears throat> so he went out and he's like, okay, well, let's exploit what we can. So not exactly the nicest guy, but you could almost see where that motivation comes from. And of course, once he starts making money, he it just gets worse and worse. The deals get bigger and bigger, you know, so he builds this criminal company. Um, I don't think they're trying to take over the world, but they're trying to make money off of scavenging 
all this alien technology. But then at one point we meet him and he's a dad who's got a teenage daughter going out for a dance. And yeah, this kid seems all right that, you know, she likes and, you know, he seems like a nice mannerly kid and everything. All right. And they go for a car ride and, you know, he figures out Peter Parker's secret. And that scene where, you know, he asks his daughter to step out of the car so we could talk with Peter for a moment. You that flip of mm. him turning around from the front seat. Just sort of like. That's what Keaton does. Great. Yes. You know, and he made the vulture. A very compelling villain. I mean, in the comics, the vulture, he's just an old guy who made a suit with wings and he goes out and he flies around and, you know, he's just stealing money from a bank or grabbing a case of jewelry down in a diamond district and flying off. Like, he's not a grand scheme sort of villain. Um, the vulture in... Homecoming was a very nice updating of the whole concept of that character and the motivations and what makes him a villain. Um, plus, like I said, I mean, I, I also find it funny because I threw in a couple of elements when we were speculating before it came out, and I got a few of those pretty well. Um, but I got to say, I did. I, I like Homecoming. I like all three of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, but... Um, like I said, I have to give it over Spider-Man 2, which, once again, you had a great villain, but great motivation, you know, that, you know, here was Dr. Octavius was doing an experiment for the betterment of mankind. He wasn't trying to take over the world or do something dastardly. No, he's trying to come up with a renewable energy source to help the world, and it goes horribly wrong in he pays the price because it drives him mad. Um, and he was he was a great villain because he's trying to continue his work. He needs money. That's why he's robbing the bank, not just to go on vacation and sit on a beach somewhere. You know, in his warped head, he needs to do this so he can still save humanity, make humanity better. Um, because he's the only man that can do it, you know, so you start to see his motivations are warped along with the madness. Um, you know, but sorry, and Harry Osborne just needs a smack too in those movies. <laughs> he needs to get smacked around. Um, but anyway, and Kirsten Dunst. Sorry. Right. So the two of you voted for, for she's, she's just not my Mary Jane, even though she played Mary Jane before anybody else did. So um for she's me the, it's she's the only Mary Jane. Huh? She's the only Mary Jane. Uh it's true. Close enough. So yeah, I'm going with homecoming. Joe, uh, tell tell me what you think should should be. Oh yeah, this will be my first loss. <laughs> I I would say no, it's Spider-Man 2. Uh, the thing is with Spider-Man 2 is you did, 
Alpha Merlina did a great job as as Doc Ock. And Tobey Maguire, I've always liked him as Spider-Man. I, I thought like he kind of had that that nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also could do some comedy when he was Spider-Man. So he had like a different personality. And he kept his mask on for the majority of the movie. Um, and I didn't, you know, I thought Kirsten Dunst was, you know, decent MJ and all that. And then you had old Aunt May, which was always good. And it's just, it, I just think it's a good story. I think that you see a couple of iconic Spider-Man seems like almost like right out of the comic book, right on the screen. True. There are a few. Movie. And uh, I just was really impressed with the movie. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, I did like. I liked the relationship between Ned and Peter. I thought that was a great relationship. I think Tom Holland was really good as Peter and Spider-Man. The problems I had was with Karen and the AI that was in Peter's suit. I just felt that a little too much. And that's not Spider-Man to me. Even though it was Tony Stark's suit and everything, I just felt that we didn't need that. Um, And Michelle, because again, she's not Mary Jane, she's Michelle. Michelle was fine in this movie. She was very quirky. You know, she was kind of like uh, like an outcast, but she was comical. I enjoyed her performance in this movie. But, you know, later on, they turned her into his girlfriend because uh, Tom Holland started dating her, I guess. And so it's like, well, she's got to have more of a, a role in the future movies. And I just think she's awful. I, I don't think they started that. I think she was always going to end up as MJ. I don't know about that. I don't think they did that because, you know, he started dating her. I think that that was the case. That's how she sunk her claws into him. Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah, she owes him for her career. She does. I'm sorry. Um, well, see, this, Joe, this goes back to a bigger problem. You know, once they started laying these women out into public, you know, they started making their mark and, you know, they no, got their claws into everything. She's got 0.0, <laughs> talent. I'm sorry. You know, the only thing special about her is she's got only one name, you know? but anybody could do that. She just thinks she's so special. <laughs> I haven't oh seen Doom, but I bet she blows in that movie. Um, ah, supposedly. No, I heard it was good. Very good in Doom, supposedly. But I think she, she'll probably suck in that movie because she sucks in everything. Anyway, um, I don't, yeah, I don't like her. <laughs> you could tell. Obviously, you don't. It's obvious. I didn't like Hot Mary, uh, Hot uh, Aunt May. Not a fan of that. She's I know. Be an old bag. Um, and she wasn't that hot for me. I didn't think she was that hot. She was hotter than Rosemary Harris. <laughs> you know, if I had to choose between the two. But uh, I, I, my Aunt May should be old, 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 you know. And uh, and the villain was awesome. I agree. Michael Keaton was a, a really good villain. He was very complex. It was a good it was a good movie. It just had minor flaws where I guess they tried to modernize it, you know, again with the AI suit and some of the things that I don't get, you know, that kids these days, whippersnappers these days get. But anyway, I, yeah, congratulations guys. You got Spider-Man homecoming, but I would have went for Spider-Man too. 
Woohoo! Score one for the good guys. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so this next one is interesting. The Incredibles versus Megamind. Oh. See, now I don't think these are these are not based on comic books, but they're kind of superhero movies. They're superhero movies. Yeah. And that that's that's really good. For me. Yeah. No, it's tough for me too. But I do have a clear winner. Well, so you all right, you guys can think. I can Mm. Okay, you you go first, Joe. There you go. Your moment to shine. I got a star, kid. Get out there. Show us what you got. I love The Incredibles. I mean, it was such a great Pixar movie. And it just kind of cemented that Pixar was something special with Disney. And it's a great superhero movie. And, and like we've said time and time again, it's probably the best Fantastic Four movie that's out there. But I got to give it to Megamind. I, I just really, really love that movie. I think Will Farrell is great in it. And Tina Fey is like kind of like a Lois Lane type of character. She's also very good. And uh, oh, what's his name? <laughs> I'm getting it. They, they're very similar in a way. Syndrome and uh, Titan. <laughs> uh, what's his name? What's the actor's what's name? Was it John Hamm who played him? No, it was uh, the, the fat guy that was in. Um, oh, man. I'm having a brain. Hang on, I'm I'm looking him up. He was in uh, (laughs) Superbad. It's it's coming to me. Jonah Hill. Hill. Thank you, people. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Um, He, you know, he was good. I I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just really, really like watching that movie, and I've probably watched that movie more than I've watched The Incredibles, and. Although The Incredibles is is really good. It's a tough one. I would say that out of all these for me, this is the toughest one, but I I still have to go with Megamind. Anybody else? (laughs) Uh, You see, that's that's sort of the same way. It's not an easy decision for me because The Incredibles was or still is the best Fantastic Four movie we've seen on on a screen yet until hopefully MCU the MCU can get it right. Um, there's a lot of heart in that movie, a lot of heart and soul. Uh, there's some fantastic action sequences of Pixar doing what it does best. Um, however, the story in Megamind is so different mm. from what we've seen before um and it just it just has its own type of charm where you know what what does the villain do after he wins you know we don't we don't see that story come up because the villain always loses um what happens when the villain wins and it's it's such a different angle and it's done so enjoyable uh even with the music with uh you know he's walking around town because he's conquered the city and uh what are they playing uh 
Mason alone Beasley. again naturally. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, he accidentally hits that button. Yeah, you know, like just the music pairs so well with what's going on, and you know, the Lois Lane character. You know, she's like, I can't believe he's gone. He lost. You know, and, and she actually develops a friendship with the villain who killed her love interest kind of, but then again, you know, how much of a love interest were they, you know? So I, Joe, I, I have to kind of agree with you and go in the direction of Megamind. Um, only because it was so different from so many other superhero movies. Yeah. Fedra. I think it's also a very close call. Um, I will go also with Megamind because of how unique it was. Yeah, again, they're they're both really good movies. But yeah, they're both are. They're really but, good. But I have to I, give you credit, Joe. This is these are some good matchups you have. Oh, thank you. No, but I, I generally, and I also, I think it's legitimately funny. I think Mega Mine is really funny. Like, I laugh a lot when I. Oh, the minion was hysterical. The fish in the robot suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Will Farrell was just so funny in that movie. He's just very good. Um, but anyway, all right. So, next bracket Captain America Civil War versus Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh. We just had to do that. I'm gonna need 20 minutes. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'll go first again. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Civil War just because we got Spider-Man for that movie, and we got Black Panther. And you know, I mean, there were there were issues I had with that movie, especially the beginning. I just didn't like the Falcon just constantly joking around during a serious mission. Uh, I didn't find the humor in that at all. And, and it kind of, maybe that's part of the reason why I don't like the Falcon is that they made him into such a joke in that movie. But um, it, I, I think again, Chris Evans does a great job as Captain America. We see some of the greatest battles, a, a really good battle at that airport was incredible we also see a really good battle between captain america and iron man and uh and bucky at the end it's just uh, i i would much rather watch civil war than the winter soldier and i do enjoy the winter soldier but i also feel in a way it's too much like a spy movie for me um i love his his winter soldier suit Cap's Winter Soldier suit? I don't know. Is that really is that considered a shield suit? Would you say, Jack? I think they called it the stealth suit. The the one that's mostly blue, right? Yeah, love I think that. They, suit. they call that the stealth suit. Okay. And um, you know, again, everybody's really good. You know, we were introduced to the Falcon in there, and and he's very very good. That's probably his best role in the MCU. Uh, also. Um, I'm getting the movies confused now. <laughs> getting old. Uh, oh, is it, it was uh, no? I'm getting old. Is 
uh, Zemo was in was a Civil War villain. But who's who's the villain? Like who was the villain in the Winter Soldier other than the Winter Soldier? The president, Robert. Oh, the Redford. president, Robert Redford. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh yeah. So my, my well, the president of Shield. You know. Yeah. Whatever. He should have been president. Though. <laughs> he could have been president. I bet you if he would have ran Robert Redford, he would have won. Well, wait uh, a minute. Wasn't it also the virus that was in the computer? Oh yeah. Well, Jack is more familiar with that guy. Well, that's Armin Zolo from World War. II. Well, let's say those are the memory engrams of Armin Zola, who worked for the Red Skull. Digitized. So thank you. Yeah. Sort of an artificial intelligence. And I normally like Black Widow in the movie she's in. I didn't like her in this one. I just felt like she was thought she was too cool for school. Anyways, that's my vote. Civil War. Come on, guys. It's not uh, Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah. Close to it. Um, oh, wow. Okay. No, I mean, uh, without Winter Soldier, Civil War could have been nowhere near as good as it was um, because it introduced the whole sort of aspect of espionage in Captain America. Because the first the first Avenger was definitely a nostalgia piece. Um, and at the time when the Winter Soldier came out, that was an adaptation of what was going on in the comics at the time. Um, and it was very good. However, as far as the two movies go, um, I think... I think that their version of Civil War um, was better than their version of the Winter Soldier. Um, only because the villain wasn't a, you know, super powerful android or uh, big guy who can blow up stuff. No, some, the, the true villain of it was someone who was able to so success, successfully manipulate uh, Captain America, Iron Man, the Black Panther, S.H.I.E.L.D. in general. He, he was so good at manipulating these people. It shows why Baron Zemo really is a good villain um, in the Marvel Universe and the MCU. Um, so I had it had that going for it a lot more, I thought. Um, and let's face it, the, the scene of superheroes throwing down is a classic that comic book lovers just enjoy the heck out of. And we got to see a superhero fight on the big screen uh, done with modern special effects um, that still had character moments in them. You know, sort of like, you know, T'Challa is pissed off, you know, and here comes Hawkeye, you know, everybody's kind of friend. You know, he's like, hey, I'm Clint. And the Black Panther's like, I don't care, you know. <laughs> um, 
it just had some good moments and even when they're fighting you could tell these guys you know they want to get an advantage they want to one side wants to catch them the other one wants to get away but they're all still good guys no one's looking to kill each other you know so you had those kind of good moments of you know uh captain america fighting spider-man you know and cap figures out how to keep spider-man busy because he knows he can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him he just won't last so cap uses strategies to outthink spider-man you know versus the guys who don't think strategically you know he makes short work of the falcon and the winter soldier and with no problem so uh i think civil war is the better movie um but a lot of its betterment comes due to the seeds that were sown in winter soldier so i still got to say civil war well i was i thought he was going to say winter soldier fedra You know, I really like both. I am going to go with Winter Soldier just because I love the action in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot in Civil War. I know a lot of people that would go with Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it just feels right. I, I think it's a better made movie. Um, cause there are some stuff in civil war that you know it's not the, the greatest but uh it's just like we were saying the one that we like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be present during oscar night you know but it's something that we enjoy like our personal favorite but no yeah I, yeah so anyway that round's going to go to civil war sorry fedra <laughs> but it was a good choice all right so next one this should be interesting for jack Black Panther and Joker. Oh, that's extremely not interesting. That's very easy for me. Really? Yeah. Black Panther all the way. Okay. <laughs> I was able to make it through Black Panther. <laughs> no, no, I remember he was not a fan of Black Panther. Uh, you know, I wasn't. Well, actually. It's not really fair. <laughs> really? No, no. I. It's now the second one was pure, pure rubbish. Um, Black Panther in itself isn't bad. However, I wasn't on the bandwagon of this was the greatest theatrical event that ever happened of all time. If you don't absolutely mm. love this movie you are not a human, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it, it really was the hype out of that movie was ridiculous. Um, I think it was great. Not, no. Um, I thought some of the special effects looked terrible. Um, uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan, I thought was made a great killmonger. You know, I, he, he did good. He had that swagger to be a good lever against uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, but like I said, I didn't, I wasn't as enthralled as everybody else. 
you know, for me, I thought it was okay. Um, you know, but like I said, back in the day, when that movie came out, if you thought it was okay, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. How could you say the greatest picture ever filmed was just okay? Well, I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever made. And other people raved about it. But, you know, uh, I could rewatch that. You know, okay. I, you know, uh, the Joker, um, much to Joe's chagrin, I've tried to watch it. I made it through about half an hour of it, and it was just a miserable movie to watch. And sorry, life can be miserable enough. I don't need to spend my free time watching something that's miserable. So um, for me, it's an easy one, Black Panther. Okay. Fedra? Well, I mean, both of those films are really good for different reasons so it's kind of difficult for me because one is like a really uplifting superhero vibe and then the other one is more of a villain origin story that is cinematically beautiful and psychologically disturbing and it gives you this uh it gives you this kind of like anti-hero vibe where you really sympathize with the Joker. So um, I'm going to have to go <clears throat> more with about the filming aspect and the writing aspect of the film, which would be the Joker. That's, that's hands down better than Black Panther. Uh, will I want to sit down and watch the Joker? No, I I think I have to really be in a certain serious mood in order to watch it. Whereas Black Panther, I mean, I could have that as background. I could be cooking. I could be chilling with my friends. Like, it, it has a much more uplifting vibe. But you, so you went with the Joker, though. Yes. Okay. My vote is the Joker. I, I do have to add too. On um, the Black Panther did bring us some very cool things um, into the MCU. Uh, even though they did some kind of weird kind of stuff with it, but uh, I like the Dolia Major. Mm -hmm. I say that right. Finally, well, you you're the one that would know it out of all of us. So. Uh, well, yeah, well, you know, uh, I I thought the women warriors were phenomenal, and I liked uh, his girl, sometimes girlfriend. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I thought she's a great character that I, I would like to see more of in the MCU uh, versus Shuri, the sister. Um, so, it, you know, Black Panther did have some things going for it. I I don't want to make it seem like, you know, Joel's like, really? I thought you hated it. No, I, I didn't hate it. I hated the second one. But I didn't hate the first one. It's just I didn't love it as much as everybody was raving about it. So, Well, um, I would say, you no. Know, I think Black Panther is a very good movie. 
it, it's very Shakespearean. And I think it's, it definitely surprised me because I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Because uh, again, Black Panther is not a super popular character. Uh, he, I mean, he, maybe he is amongst comic book fans, but again, he's not Spider-Man. He's not Iron Man or Captain America. He's not that A-tier. Yeah. But uh, everybody did a good job in the movie. I thought that it was very well acted. I thought it was very well written, very well directed. Um, I mean, I had minor problems, again, with the suit, where they made it too tech-heavy, where I, I preferred his Civil War suit, where it was actual suit, as opposed to, you know, I guess nanobots would take his mask off so we can see his face. Again, we needed to see his face, which we don't need to see it with superheroes. Killmonger was an excellent villain. Michael B. Jordan did a great job in it. Um, Chadwick Boseman, again, he was a very good T'Challa. Again, everybody was good in it. Uh, but I agree with Jack. The hype that came from this was just ridiculous. It was a good movie. I'd say it was an 8 out of 10. It wasn't a 10 out of 10. It never deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. And I, I think that, again, that's almost like, what, what would you call it? Um, you, you know, they, they were trying to reward a movie with a predominant black cast. Um, they're trying to make it bigger than it actually was. And by doing that, it's creating an imbalance in a way, too. Because if it, if it just was perceived as comic book fans as a really good Marvel movie, you know, I think we'd be happy with that. But then for it to be put on a pedestal saying that, because if you look at the, I, I've looked at some of like the, uh, the top comic book movies or the top Marvel movies, it's number one in a lot of places. Like I think in Rolling Stone, they have it as number one. And I'm like, really? I mean, is it because it's number one because it was such a great movie or is it because it had a predominantly black cast? You know, is that why it was nominated for Best Picture? Again, if it was, it, it's a it's a good movie. It it definitely holds its itself up. I would say even against Iron Man, but it's not as good as Infinity War. And no, but it, it was just the whole the vitriol that was released upon you if you didn't buy into it was the greatest movie ever made it was also part of you know what I had a problem with because like I said, I, I thought it was okay, but just because you didn't think that it was the greatest movie of all time, uh, you were the enemy, you were against it. And it's like, no, I'm not against, against the movie. It's just, I didn't think it was as great as I'm supposed to, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. But, um, Joker for me though, I, Again, it's a disturbing movie. It's not a fun movie, but it's a very well-made movie. It's a very well-acted movie. And you see, I'm different. Like Clockwork Orange, it's such a disturbing movie. But like when it's on, I can't help watching the whole damn thing because I just think it's genius the way it was filmed and the way it was acted. And this is the same thing. It's like it's a very disturbing movie, but... It's just so well made, the Joker, that I just, I mean, it's not Joker from the comics. It definitely is not. I mean, they do have Bruce Wayne in there, 
but it's it's just that they're using the name of the Joker and Gotham City and Bruce Wayne, but it's you know he doesn't hate Bruce Wayne. You know he doesn't. You know it's it, it's a different origin story. But again, it, it's kind of like for me, it's like an Elseworld or a what if story containing the Joker. And I and I felt that that was probably the best thing that they can do about it. If it was an actual origin story of the Joker, I don't think it would be as interesting. Anyway, I, I, I do like it. You know, Joaquin did win an award for playing Joker. It, I, I think it's an amazing movie. So yeah, my vote's for Joker. All right, so we're up to our last one. And this one probably, you know what? I'll save that one for next week. I'm going to do this one because I think Fedra might enjoy this one. <laughs> uh, Ghost World or Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Hmm. Ghost World? Which one was Ghost World? Oh, I so see. You never saw Ghost World. Is that the Ricky Gervais's movie? No. no. <laughs> that one's got uh, Scarlett Johansson and Oh man, what's her name? She was an American American Beauty. Yeah, I've never seen Ghost World. I've seen like oh, Lord. of it. But I have I, seen the other one, so I know which one I'd pick. <laughs> okay. Um It's a yeah, very I good like movie. I like Scott Pilgrim because again, it, it gives you this like nostalgia of of puppy love, of like young love and I don't know that that dude always wants to play these like young dork characters and he does it really he does it really well actually so um I love the whole theme music and video games and seeing all the exes and I you know I I really like the theme of it of healing and heartbreak and so I I really like it and uh, of course you know falling for someone that's toxic so I, I really like Scott Pilgrim, but unfortunately, I haven't watched Ghost World, so I don't. I wouldn't know how to compare. You should, Fedra. I think you would really enjoy it. Um, it's very. Thora Birch is the lead character in it, and uh, Scarlett Johansson is her best friend, and it's about two girls that just graduated from high school, and they don't know what they're going to do. Like one of them wants to move out of her parents' house and get an apartment get a job, you know, start growing up as an adult. And the other one doesn't want anything to change. And she has a problem with, you know, like her father finds a girlfriend and, you know, and he might get married to her. Um, and then she, she meets uh, Steve Buscemi, who's kind of like a nerdy guy. And she, it, it's like almost like her project. And she tries to give him confidence so that he can find a girl uh, you know, and it, it's just, it, you know, once he finds the girl, she gets upset because now all of a sudden, you know, she never yeah, expected her. him to find a, a girl. You know, it, it's very, very good, very well acted, yeah. directed cinematography, and it's based on a comic book. And I watched it recently and it was just like, I always forget that this is a comic book. And out of all of us here, Fedra, I think you'd appreciate it the most. I think you could relate with it's you know more of a uh, like a female centered story you know about girls that i can't necessarily relate to other than the fact that you know you know we've been outcasts uh 
we have to grow up and we have to make decisions. Are we going to stay mm -hmm. how we once were, or are we going to become adults? But I, it, it's a great movie. And Jack, I think you should watch it too. It's on Amazon prime. If you guys get a chance, I, I would say again, watch 10 minutes of it. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch the rest of it, but I think you guys would enjoy it. I, I said, I would have gone for ghost world. Although I, oh. I do like Scott Pilgrim versus the world too. Well, Scott, Scott Pilgrim was a fun movie. Uh, like I said, the, the whole bit with Brandon Ruth is the super vegan uh, with vegan powers. Um, and even the bit with Chris Evans where he walks out to the universal theme, you know, da -da -da, yeah. and he cracks his neck with a bump. Yeah. Like, there are just so many funny mo moments like that in Scott Pilgrim that you know, there's a reason a lot of people love that movie. Um, Ghost World, I'll have to check out. Uh, you know, someday when I need a good cry or something, I, I don't know. <laughs> See, Jack doesn't like sad movies. No, I don't. I don't. I, there, there's too much. If I want sadness, I'll watch the news. <laughs> True. There's too much sadness in the world in general. Make me happy. Entertain me, monkeys. Entertain me. Dance around. Entertain me, monkeys. Um, all right, so we'll go for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. All right, so that's the end of round one. And next week we'll do round two, and then we'll bring in the other 16 movies. And then once we have that, I'll create new brackets to see who goes up against two. But we're, you know, we're going to try it where not one group of movie dominates the other. You know, that's what I tried to do this time. No, you had some good matchups. Yeah, thanks. Rather than the fishbowl. Yeah. Fishbowl, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about doing the fishbowl again, and if I didn't like what I was picking out, I would just say, eh, I'm putting it back in. <laughs> yeah. But that's not fair either. Okay, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com and... Mandy, thank you for the birthday card. It took a little while to get here uh, because we'd moved and the U.S. Post Service doesn't forward mail very quickly. But thank you for the card. I enjoyed it. I had a good laugh about it. That's really nice. She's um, nice person. Yeah, she is. She's um, the sweetest. Aww. And Fedra? Oh, you can find me on Instagram or you know, Facebook request me, just let me know that it's from Nerd Alert. And you can email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm also on the podcast, Rusty Junk, where we're discussing 90s movies this season. We just did Train Spotting, which was interesting. Wow. <laughs> and our next movie is going to be. The, the Truman Show. Love it. I like The Truman Show. That was a good one. Good I haven't seen it in a long time. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You really don't see that on too often. No. You know, like, like there are certain movies you see all the time come back on. But The Truman Show is one that you very rarely see come on TV. Yeah, and no, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it because I, I haven't seen it since it's I've seen it originally in theaters. So, 
So, I guess with that, this will be the end of WWNT Nerd Alert Season 10, Episode 7. So, until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. Good night, everyone.